Grace and peace. You're listening to United We Pray. Taking racial struggles to the throne of grace, United We Pray is a ministry devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians pray and think about race in ways that are biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, previous episodes, and more. Friends, thank you for listening. I am Austin Suter, joined by Isaac Adams from sunny New Orleans, Louisiana, with a special guest. We are joined by Dr. Mark Johnson, professor at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, thanks for having us. We really look forward to hang, hanging out with you guys. Absolutely. Hey, thank yeah. you so much for joining Absolutely. us. Glad to have you, brother. Yeah. Now, this is the first time we've met. We were connected through mutual friends, so uh, this is this is a for real get-to-know-you conversation happening on the air. Always helpful to get to know people live in front of other people. Yeah, that <laughs> Way, that way, there's no, you know, stakes. That's right. all of our friends. That's right. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, you know what? I grew up in Anderson, Indiana. Um, mm. Spent some time there. Uh, I, actually, I'm a baby of the civil rights movement, and so I was bused from an all-black school to an all-white school. So I went through the challenges of talking with my dad. As a matter of fact, I had an interview with my dad in our African American Christianity class that we teach here. He's a mm. professor as well. So. We just got a chance to talk about those memory lanes. And so spent a lot of time in Indiana, third generation preacher's kid, been in ministry mm. third year, 30 years, mm. married 28 years, four kids, professional basketball, sports chaplain for the Major League Baseball and the NFL. So a lot of weird stuff going on with me, guys. That's me in a nutshell. Isaac, what am I doing? With <laughs> I just, like, we should just pack it up. <laughs> Go in a nutshell, man. It's just crazy. What basketball team? Sorry. I played in Augsburg, Germany, actually. Okay. So when Dirk Nowitzki was over in Germany, he was transitioning out to the Dallas Mavericks, and I was there playing with his guys. Wow, he's like, I can't so, hang with this guy, Mark. I've, I've been a good I'm old, player. man. I'm old. I'm old now. I'm old now. So it's good times. Bless the Lord, So that's man. the journey in a nutshell. Educationally, though, Washington and Jefferson College in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Then I went to Princeton Theological Seminary, got a master's at MDiv and a THM, and then came to New Orleans and finished a D-man and finalizing a PhD. So it's a okay. weird journey that God has us all on. Bless Crazy. The Bless the Lord. <laughs> so I, my next question was, yeah. was how'd you become a believer and how'd you decide you wanted to be in ministry, but it sounds like you... Oh, no, I hate it. No, dude, didn't want to be in it at all. No. No, watch mom and dad do it. I said, I don't want to do that. Watch grandpa do it. Don't want to do that. And the Lord dragged me into ministry, Mm. literally dragged me in, and it was the best dragging I ever had in my life. Mm. (laughs) Mm. It was one of those moments where I was like, okay, this is going to happen. I can't avoid it. You and Jonah. Okay, let me say this. So I'm playing professional basketball in Germany, Right. right? And I said to the Lord, listen, tell you what, I'll go back to the States and com- and just continue to serve you the rest of my days if you keep me under eight points. That was the goal. Oh. <laughs> I said, you got to, no, I said under 10. I said, keep me under 10 points. So I was averaging 30 over in, in, in overseas in Europe oh, wow. and I got snatched. I, I missed all kind of slam dunks. I was missing free throws. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, don't do that with the Lord. Don't, don't test him like that. Like, and that's oh, exactly really? what okay. happened to me. And before I know it, I was like on a plane back from Augsburg, Germany to, How'd that happen? to Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, right. Insane, man. Lord. It's insane what the Lord Lord does when you put him on the spot Amen. like that. Amen. <laughs> air, air balls for Jesus. Yeah, man, come, on. <laughs> come on, man. Bless it was Lord. crazy. But we had a good time. 
<laughs> so you went you went from that experience to yep. seminary. Mm-hmm. How was seminary for you? Oh, it was awesome. It was a great great experience. Uh, of course, two worlds: Princeton, with you think Ivy Leagues, and kind of dealing with the nuances of that, and then of course transitioning to New Orleans nuances here as well. But God was in the mix in both, and He was leading and guiding us in so many different ways where He had us to go, and we just stayed obedient to Him. So marching through that, and uh, you know, I was in the Ivy League, but it's amazing. My ministry work was in the heart of Newark, New Jersey, which is basically the hood in mm, Newark, yeah. New Jersey. And so uh, going, how do you transition from Ivy League to the hood? The game of basketball. Mm. I could play the game. And mm. so because I could play the game, it made them have a different kind of respect because they didn't know pastors can dunk on people no. and that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, seriously, man, I'm dead serious. If it wasn't for basketball, it would have be, been hard yeah. to break through. But yeah, God opened that door. And those, those are weird things that he does in ministry. And as you pay attention to what he's doing in your life— it makes a difference along the way. Yeah. Now, when you were cool. in seminary, yep. uh, did mm-hmm. you did you have peers who looked like you, who shared your background, anything like that? Not really. You know, not yeah. a lot. You know, it's always that. I mean, I guess when I think about my whole racial reconciliation journey, um, God has always put me in those places to mm-hmm. be able to be in that cultural setting no matter where I am. So I go from Germany to America. That's not a bad jump back. You know what I mean? Everybody's speaking the same language. Mm -hmm. We're connecting. Mm -hmm. So we're brothers and sisters in Christ, really. And so a lot of challenges there. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just keep walking with the Lord. And if you keep your eyes on him, you'll stay above the water. But the moment you look down, you're going to sink like Mm -hmm. like Peter. And so in every cultural avenue, I've always kept my eyes on the Lord through it all. How have you you Mm -hmm. maintained to do that? with the discouragements that come from some of the realities of these cats don't look like me, think like me. He just said that over there. And this, this dude's preparing for ministry. I can't believe he just said that. This professor just said that. And you just mentioned, you mentioned you teach a class about, I think African-American Christianity or some, uh, and I, I mean, there's all sorts of conversation we could have about syllabi you experience and what is and not all included in that syllabi. I'm sure we'll get there. But how have you kept your eyes on the Lord? You know, I, I grant a lot of grace. Like, I just give so much grace in moments where people are trying to figure out they may not understand what they mean, what they say. So we had a, a situation where someone says something that would have been considered derogatory, but I granted them grace in order to come alongside them and understand what they really meant by what they meant. One of my students said this, uh, we have this huge conference here, and um, someone says something like, hey, we got some people on the slave auction block or something like that. I mean, he said it amongst a lot of people. And in that in that setting, that's just what— he says, but one of my students was able to grant grace, lean into the person and say, hey, that offended me. You know, that that's not I mean, I know what you, but it offended me. And so the professor went back to the to the stage and said, I apologize for insensitive. And so you got to give grace in those areas where people are trying to figure it out and they don't really know the dynamics versus just canceling them real quick. And so God granted us grace. We got to give it out too. Bless you know the mean? Lord. And grace doesn't mean I can't confront you. Correct. Correct. Right. Absolutely. Because yeah. I think Absolutely. sometimes we can hear that. It means that <laughs> means I just swallowed it and <laughs> he's, right. he's still talking about that's, slave auction. Right. <laughs> right. Right. All those things. Yeah. But I love the hard conversation. That's why I love our class, because we talk about American Christianity, uh, African-American Christianity. But we're not avoiding the hard conversations like this. God has to be the space where you can at least say it and share mm. it and dig deeper into what it is. And that's mm. what we try to do. Yeah. Any just mm-hmm. I'd love to know. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd love to talk about the whole syllabus, but just sure. any you're like, they are reading for sure this, this, and this in this class. I have a great 
church history guy in the name Rex, Dr. Rex Butler, and we're walking him through a book that was kind of produced by PBS. And it's odd because it's not really a, a religious book per se, mm. but it's about faith, and it's called This Far by Faith. And it's a book that really allowed, and it comes, it's, it was a docu-series first, then it turned into a book. And now we kind of take that and just kind of walk through the journey of life because there's not many books out there. Mm. And so we're working through that as well. So mm. A whole nother episode. <laughs> Seriously. We, we need to, it's another excuse to come back down here and... and yeah, or at least to get dunked on. I mean, I, now, <laughs> I just go, wanna, now I'm ready to play one. But on it, one. no, let me say this. But it's light, though. I think we make race so heavy mm. that no one can carry it. But how do you make race light? Well, he says my yoke is easy and burden is light. So if he says my yoke is easy and burden is light, then anything heavy is on us. Mm. Anything light is because he's we we, we took his mm. yoke on. Mm. I get in trouble for that more than you know, in the black settings, in the white settings, because I'm so grace giving people say you shouldn't be that grace giving i'm like mm, the lord says otherwise in mm. other words the question is is the cross enough if the cross is enough if the blood of jesus christ is enough to cause healing to take place we better embrace it mm. and say what more can i learn about christ as i'm learning how to deal with reconciliation because he gave us the ministry of reconciliation which is of course the you know with yeah. christ and vertical then, horizontal yeah. vertical horizontal yeah Absolutely. i know austin's about to jump in and i know i'm just meeting you for the first time yeah, mark but mm -hmm. uh, not to push back but to push ask mm -hmm. how do you balance that though mm -hmm. um with lamenting the realities mm -hmm. and the tragedies of the past uh, that certainly affected your, you know, absolutely. How, and and I, I don't mean it as pushback, but no, as so, someone hearing mm -hmm. that of like, so mm -hmm. are you saying I should then therefore not be outraged as God is outraged by <laughs> injustice, by by sin, yeah. by horrible things? Mm -hmm. No, I'm saying lament. I'm saying we grieve, but with hope, right? It's not grieve to hurt. It's not grieve to get revenge. It's not grieve. It's grieving with hope and our hope rests in Jesus Christ. Because I've had many nights where I'm just had tears and like, Lord, you know where I'm walking. You know where I'm going. Now, listen, I led an African-American National Baptist Church into the Southern Baptist Convention. So I grieved on all sides. Mm. I had, uh, man, uh, what's her name? Inette, Inez Everett. She moved from the South to the North because her principal was hung outside of their high school, right? Mm. So she's in her late 80s remembering all these things. And I'm saying, we're leading into the Southern Baptist Convention. And that opened up a whole can of things that I had no idea was about to come my way. Mm. And so she just said, Pastor, I cannot do it. I'm sorry, I cannot do it. So we end up having a vote, but the vote passed and you know things went. But those kind of things make leave you in tears. There's some people that are still hurting out there, and mm. we're sensitive to that. But the Lord won't let us stay in the valley of the shadow of death because he is with us in the valley of the shadow of death. And so our guiding light is him leading us through that stuff. And in the end of the side, he's going to get us the green pastures. He's going to restore our souls. He's going to you know, lead us where we need to be. And I think we lean more on Christ than we do on our ideologies. Mm. We're going to be okay. As Christians. Yeah. Amen. As Christians. Amen. Yeah, yeah. As Christians. Amen. I'm going to say one more thing before I pass Jump it Jump in, man. That's your podcast. Man. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I was uh, here earlier. My uh, it's all right, man. You just run on CP time. We know. Uh, <laughs> we in Christ, but we still on CP time. Uh, 
color people time yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for you, gotta, you listeners. You yeah, just, so, just a little bit of code switching there. <laughs> um, no, it's not even yeah. a question. It's an mm-hmm. encouragement, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I've known you for all of, you know, 19 <laughs> minutes or whatever yeah, it is. Right. And it's clear that Bible is in your blood. Yeah, man. And I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It makes right. me want to talk to you a lot longer. <laughs> Here we are. Austin, go ahead. Well, one of the yeah. reasons we wanted to talk to you, sure. we were connected by a, a mutual mm-hmm. friend based on some work you're doing here at New Orleans Baptist sure. Theological Seminary. And we yeah. wanted to talk to you about that. Man, listen, you have a great radio voice, bro. Doesn't he, bro? <laughs> I'm telling you, this oh, man hey, is... It's, it's, come on, man. It's Somebody all, give him a raise right? just by the voice. Right. It's a gift. It's a gift. Don't edit that out either. Leave that in. Leave that in, man. It is audio velvet. I mean, it is just... Audio velvet. I love just, it. Is your dad, your dad sound like that? Uh, I think mine's a little bit lower than my dad. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. I don't know, I how, hope, I don't know how that happened. I hope, how he's, on this? He's I hope, me. I hope he I, listens I, to this episode, I, bro. I didn't mean to lead us this way. I'm sorry. That's Please. Okay. We're talking I, about major issues. I hope I haven't dishonored my we father. We took our eyes off the you, Lord, Dad. and yeah. this is what happens. We're sinking under the waters. Austin's more of a man than his dad. I did not <laughs> say that. Mark's oh, dunking man. on Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, this is crazy. Oh, man. My sorry. Go ahead. We, um, you lead, help mm-hmm. facilitate sure. uh, a network here that's pretty unique, something I hadn't heard of happening in other places before. I wondered if you could speak to that, what it is, why you do it, and why you think it's important. First, yeah. tell me what you're talking about. Which network? The <laughs> network of black seminary students. Oh, no! Okay. Is that <laughs> on there? We just said it on the mic. Sorry if it was a secret. It's not a secret anymore. I, was like, I hey, just tweeted about it. Hey, it's just... not... I'm like, okay, there's a lot of networks. I'm involved oh, Okay, there. yeah, yeah. I, like, I got this specific. network. I'm going here. Sports network. I got, you know, so many things going on. No, we you want know to know what? about that network. It's interesting. So it, it was, uh, it was a, a network that started a while ago. And we start seeing African-American students. We say, hey, let's let's everybody get back together. Now, what's unique is the title is, of course, you know, black seminarians, but everybody's welcome. Like it's I mean, we, we know the heart of it, but everyone's welcome. And so there's been times where, you know, they come over to the house, we get something to eat and just hang out and just really allow people to hear from each other. What are you going through? What are you experiencing? Oftentimes, it's no different than any other network where we're saying, hey, don't forget uh, finals are coming up. Make sure you guys are cool. We have study sessions together and just kind of let people walk through their journeys of being here and sometimes isolated and feeling alone. We're saying, no, there's a community here with you and we're uh, guided by the Lord and want to see you do well. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, at one level, mm-hmm. praise the Lord that yeah. there's enough black seminary students to form Absolutely. a network, yeah, right? Like that, right. Did, that doesn't sound like that was your experience in seminary. No, I mean, I had a network, um, but this one is growing. Uh, I still think we have a ways to go. Uh, sure. We're not where we need to be. Of course, we need more faculty, more representation across the board along the way as well. Just primarily, not just for the sake of color, though. Before, because you're bringing gifts into into a seminary body. And so it, these gifts coming in, they add to the element. I mean, I can tell you my best classes have been the courses where there's been such a diverse group of people. I mean, I'm sure you all experienced that as well. No way, no different than this room. If we have a diverse here, you can have great conversations, you challenge each other, those kind of things as well. So it's really been an opportunity for us to kind of get together, see some faces, try some new things out. But here's the main thing, and I love our president, Dr. Jamie Dew, He's always calling the community in and saying, hey, let me tell you how we do what we do in the PhD program. Here's some of the steps you need to take in order to get those positions. So it's not just us. It's my white brothers and sisters, my Asian brothers and sisters. And Dr. Dew is grabbing everybody to the table and saying, hey, let's have a good time so we can build some people for Christ who can then go out and make a difference in the world. So 
while we are identified as black seminarians, it's really a, a large group of people. I mean, because if you're not careful, you can find the white seminarians and you can find, you know, you can really get nitpicky like that. But we're saying we're all in this thing together and let's see what God wants to do. This has been pretty cool. Been pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just so encouraged to hear you talk about it. Yeah. Encouraged by that that this kind of work is happening in a in a Southern yeah. Baptist seminary that sure. <laughs> you can't take that for granted, right? Like I, I don't want to That's saddle true. the denomination of the seminary with yeah. unfair baggage, but given our history, like praise the Lord for that kind of work. Yeah, and it's the, the history of it is interesting, but the twist to it in a weird way. I don't know any other history. I mean, not that I haven't studied it because you know I've taken. My D-Man project before doing a PhD, I did a D-Man project just entitled Racial Reconciliation in the Southern Baptist Convention. Wow. And the reason why that D-Man project came to be, and it's in the library right now, it came to be because I was taking an African-American church into the Southern Baptist Convention, and they didn't know anything about it. Matter of fact, they were like, are there any white people that's leading the Southern Baptist Convention? At the time, Dr. Fred Luter was. He was the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. So my timing was impeccable. <laughs> Jesus for Fred Luter. <laughs> I was like, yes, Fred Luter is the president. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And so it really opened the can for me to say, okay, they don't know what it is. I'm going to find out. And then I said, okay, what about racial reconciliation in the Southern Baptist Convention? And I go, okay, where are all the places where the convention speaks? And it's in the resolutions of the Southern Baptist Convention. I studied about 1,300 resolutions in the Southern Baptist Convention. And I found 37 connected to racial reconciliation in some way, starting in 1845 to 2017 when I finished my project. So what I went through and I saw the Lord's hand slowly on the move. I was like, wait a minute, you can't deny that. Okay, so we understand about the lynchings that were taking place. But anybody going to talk about this resolution that said lynching, we have to do something about it, more than pray, more than speak, more than a phone ringing, stop phone. (laughs) So we have all these pieces and parts coming together, and I'm saying, wait a minute, there's more than what we know. We don't know everything. So I took that uh, document, brought it back to my church, shared it with the community of Cleveland, and we joined the Southern Baptist Convention. Bless the Lord, man. I think think one thing that highlights that journey you took was— you had the humility to just yeah. be intellectually honest about it and be like, listen, we need to be honest about this. But uh, as one friend of ours often says, uh, history is often more, uh, it's more interesting and more complicated than the narratives we want to tell about it. And it's just more complex when you're looking at the reality yeah. of these resolutions and and the progress that's been made. And one thing I'm encouraged about is we talk about the hardships, but we also talk about the progress, like we just Amen. said on this other episode we just yeah. recorded. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming to talk with us today. Likewise, yeah. And while we have you and while we're mm-hmm. getting to know you, I think yeah. Isaac has some really important personal questions he's going to, to run. Black or blue pen? Oh, black, yeah, definitely black. Is that a racial comment? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You found out. <laughs> you found out. Inside or outside? I'm going inside. Post player. Easy to score inside. <laughs> okay, this is a very important question. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm actually, I'm just going to take this and go basketball with it because it was, yeah, we're we, already here. We're, the I'm Tar already... Heels or Duke? And there is, a, there is a right answer to this question. Oh, I'm going Duke. I'm going All right, just stop, you just stop the recording now. Let me tell you why. Because the there dude, is no please. This is I, personal. I, this is personal. These Tar Heel fans, all they do. Well, this speak is, on this it. Is <laughs> These Tar Heel fans and people. They, I mean, they talk about the alumni, the brotherhood. Well, that's kind of Duke too. But I'm a Coach K guy. Coach K is my guy. 
Sorry, man. It's Coach K. You are you are really testing <laughs> Coach whether we are going to practice what we preach. Just <laughs> united, we pray stuff. Oh Lord, Coach help! My God, send help now. Oh man, but oh. listen, I will say this. I, you know, when I think about even that yeah. Duke Tar Heel, you know, those kind of things, and how we're we're divided in so many different ways. There are fun ways to be divided, and then there's fun ways to unite. And I think the enemy knows we're getting close. I really do believe that the enemy thinks if I can just keep them separated, I just I want you to focus on. I'm gonna say this the wrong way, so I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say, I, eh, okay. I want you to focus on the racial issues. I want you to focus on everything. You can focus on anything, just please don't focus on Calvary. Anything but Calvary. If you focus on Calvary, unity comes in, wholeness comes in, restoration and peace comes in. So the enemy knows we're close, and I think he's trying to do something to keep everybody off kilter. So we got to keep our eyes on Calvary because weird things happen when we do. Did he win you back with that answer? Yeah, yeah. It's Jesus. I mean, I have to <laughs> say yes. Like, off, off the record, he'll say, no, I don't like the guy. Get him out of like, here. Why do he we just come? preached the cross. and be like, well, I guess that'll... You're probably right about it. Yeah, he's, so, he's kind of got the corner. What can I do? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to take us from Calvary back into the to the to the to the mire of NBA trivia. So right, right. we probably should go even higher to the throne and pray about. This. Is having conversation, just like you said, having conversations with each other is great, but we also want to speak to our Father. Jesus gave us, he said, and, and even teaching us how to pray, he gave us one father because we're in the same family. And so what we want to do on this show and what we encourage our listeners to do is not just hop off, oh, they're about to pray, you know, that's just pro forma. No, is we really believe this matters, that this is probably, frankly, the most important part of our conversation and where something can actually get done. And we want to start on our knees. So we often say we got to do when it comes to racial reconciliation, we got to do a lot more than pray, but we can't do less. Amen. And we're trying Amen. to start Good with that work. baby step. So we would love for you to pray. Yeah. Why don't we go you, Austin, then me? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. I'll be getting, Lord, we thank you so much for, first of all, just for this platform to be able to lift up your name. Uh, it's amazing. Any topic we talk about, we can still lift up your name. Mm-hmm. Whether we agree or disagree, we can still lift up your name. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this honor of being able to talk about issues that matters and was laid at the foot of the cross. So thank you, Lord, for being the deliverer, for being the reconciler, for being the uniter, for bringing us together, because what you did at Calvary makes a big difference. And now as we continue to move forward, and we ask, Lord, that you would just be our peace and our guide, Mm -hmm. and those individuals who are listening to this broadcast who may be hurt by something that happened racially or something that was motivated outside of your will, that you would grant peace and comfort to families and lives and bring restoration in those places where it doesn't seem like it can happen. Mm -hmm. Be amazing, God, and open up those doors and cross those bridges and allow people to see that it can be made whole because of what you did on the cross in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for Dr. Johnson. Thank you for saving him. Thank you for putting him in a home where he heard the gospel Mm -hmm. from his parents, from his grandparents. Thank you for changing the course of his life to put him in this place about this kind of work. And Lord, we pray that you bless it. Mm-hmm. We pray that you bring him many students to influence. We mm-hmm. pray that uh, you would work in their hearts in their time of fellowship together. We pray that you bless their efforts and may churches around the country, around the world be blessed because of it. And praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I think <clears throat> as I um, reflect on the words of our brother, Mark, Lord, we do ask you to work in places that 
seem unworkable and restore things that seem unrestorable. Lord, as we think of how the enemy has worked separation in the family of Christ, we pray that you would bring people together, that the world may know you really did send your son. We pray that we would love one another in such a way, together, that the world really would know we are Jesus' disciples. Lord, we pray for that message of grace to be loud and thick. And Lord, that we would extend the grace that you've extended to us, that we'd have the hard conversation, the honest conversation, that we'd rest in the one whose yoke is easy and his burden is light. Lord, I even thank you for the gift of levity you've given Mark. When we think of Miss uh, Inez, I think her name was, Lord. We thank you for how you've sustained her. We pray we continue to learn from people like her and Dr. Johnson. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Been a pleasure, man. Hey, man. Bless you, bro. <laughs> thank you so much. You. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to this episode of United We Pray. You can find more information about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com. United We Pray is a donor-supported ministry, and if you are interested in supporting our work, you can find out more information on the website. In prayer.